For another edition, another episode with somebody near and dear to me. Let's take this in, let it run. With my eyes closed, listen for five all. Our enemies lurking in the city, arrivals. I was just out of Oakland, that's the home of the sideshow. On the east side of Cool Johns, I'm looking for Zelda. Why you tripping? You should never say that on the cell phone. Next thing, I'll be in the cell doing the elbow. Like, why? Shout out to Worldwide Worthy. Shout out to London Drugs. Burnout 4 is out now. Get that EP. It's a nine piece. You're going to love it. West Side, West Coast Stand Up. Shout out to Shine House. Shout out to Jay Worthy. Shout out to Smoke Right. Artist paraphernalia. Beating came big creature. Now we legend of Zelda. Link with plus that I met. Found the connect with Griselda. She had a thing for Luis, but I was messing with them. Cooked it up in a pickle jar, Pyrex and a hammers. Waiting on the pack to land, I had to check with the mailman. Younger kid shout out to the 227, shout out to Detroit, Michigan. Shout out to my brother Bodie James. Hell of a weld, was less likely to succeed. Looked at to be failure. See my guy got had the weed, show some respect to your elder. Elmer for a 12 gauge, I'm still hellin' with them. Dre Jug and the dummy brick had to repress it with Elmer. And I'm Monkey D. Trevanti, your host of the show. I mean, and I'm joined today by somebody near and dear to me, one of my best friends in the whole wide world. I present to you the one and only, really one of one, Spencer Frankel. You already know who the Pokemon is. <laughs> what's up, dude? My brother. What's up? How man? are you? I'm, I'm good, man. man. How's everything been? This just feels good. Yeah? Everything's been great, man. Everything's good. been cool. Good. Moving along swimmingly. I'm super noodly now that I've had a sauna session and all of that. Right. Sweated my life force out. Right. <laughs> to get my chi up. Yeah. Your uh, is 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 your power level over nine thousand? It's over nine thousand, I think. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, my uh, my headset got recalibrated, so that's dope. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Yeah, man. Um, what's been going on? I know you and I were talking about. Uh, uh, we're talking about cyberpunk. Um, we mm-hmm. were talking about apex. Um, I don't know. Like, well, I don't know. Let, let's start, let's start with the uh, cyberpunk. What, I mean, what, what, what do you think so far? I mean, I know you haven't played it necessarily, but so the hype around it. Chuck and I were talking about this listeners. Uh, Chuck is the other one of one who was on the last episode. Right. On, um, a top bunk demotion. So Chuck and I talked at length about it, and um, what I didn't realize was this release of Cyberpunk 2077 right. was the PS4 release of Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. I didn't know this. Yes, that's correct. Chuck has a PS5. Okay. Fortunate for him. So he got one. Lucky him. Bastard. Yes. The bastard. <laughs> Yo, John got one too, bro. I love you. Yo, Wait, check, really? Spence, check this out. John got one. He blew me and Chuck's mind 
last night when we were all playing Apex. Um, were they playing on the PS5? Yeah. And you were just like, great, I'm sitting here with a PS4 Smedium, just like, this is bullshit. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't a even P- have the pro. You just have PS4 the PS4 Smedium, yeah. though. You gotta, why you got to do me like that, bro? Because it's true, bro, and you know it. It's literally called a PS4 Slim, so yeah, there's no way around it. Yeah, it's, it's not, a PS4 Extra Medium. Um, <laughs> so they were playing on the PS5, and... Right. John was like, yeah, I got, he's like, yeah, man, I got my PS5 on uh, launch night. Right. Off got, of so, the internet, bro. Walmart, so, like Walmart or some shit. He got it. He just bought it that night. He got it, it the next day. Uh, so he beat the scalpers. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Great. And it wasn't even a sweat. Like anything that John says, and you're going to realize this. He's the right. most relaxed human being of all time. And oh yeah, yeah. He's he yeah. He's like yeah. I just uh, I just, I just got I it. I just got online and I bought one. And then like oh, the great. next day, it was here. And I was like, yay! Uh, you dick! <laughs> I'm like, come on, John. You're like, no, man. Why do we have to keep going through this exercise? His nonchalance is unparalleled. Meanwhile, Chuck. To score his man, Chuck had to do something like eighty-six times yeah. for it to go through officially, officially, right? Because right. of the overload and stuff. Right. So right. After the eighty-six try, he got his, and then they sent him delivery notes. Yeah. So we're just gonna drop it over uh, the fence, and he was like, "You about to drop not a damn thing? Like you gonna drop yeah. it into my hands? You know what I'm saying? Chuck, I will be home. Chuck was home and oven mitts and all kind of padding <laughs> to just dampen the fall. They said it's a Marmaduke. They said the PS5 huh. was pretty big. Like, And I was thinking about the form factor. I was like, you know what? With all of this juice, mm-hmm. it needs a lot of, I think John mentioned this, maybe Chuck, cooling. You got to have space for those fans. Oh, absolutely. To have all of the components. And then you want, and then I think you put me onto this when you built your, um, your Corsair build, right? Yes, Corsair. Yep. Corsair. Um, you need space for the components. Like the components need space. That way they don't overheat, therefore need all these fans. And then you got all the fans for backups. So that's just space. It, like you need space. Well, absolutely. I'm guessing they're kind of trying to model it after like a, like a PC tower. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, you can't like, you got to imagine like as, as technology advances and as like, you know, things and all that kind of stuff kind of grow and especially COVID and working from home and everything mm-hmm. you have to now kind of, I'll call it the, the, the layman's people, like the, 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 the end user, so to speak now has to have the power to, you know, play and do certain things that like only the supercomputer nerds used to have to do back in the day. So mm. it's interesting. Um, it, technology is crazy, man. I mean, especially in computers, like you can have a great graphics card one day and like a week later, it's like, oh, we we came out with the new shit. Your stuff sucks now. And you're just like, oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. Like you see an Engadget article that just says, my bad. What? 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 <laughs> what? What's your bad? It wasn't the dopest, and we thought it was. Right. And so here's right. the new one. And you yes, paid. you gotta pay for it again. What? You paid. 
<laughs> hey, we came out with the, the 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 new PS5 and it's now, you know, $500. And oh, by the way, two weeks from now, we're going to come out with the PS5 Maximus that's now $8,000 and good luck. So the PS5 Maximus, please call it that. Uh, so the PS5 Pro, I think, is going to be, um, we were talking like two to four years. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And we were laughing because um, Chuck got the fully specced out AK. And I'm right. like, Chuck, like you ain't even got AK. We was both laughing like at the fact that eventually there's going to be a bottleneck to technology because of our human capability. Not well, because I- of technological capability. We can't perceive like we can barely perceive the 4k differences although we can't right. but no ak we talked about a multiple a multitude of things and i like to hear your take so so 4k it took a while for all of the other um spokes of the wheel of technology mm-hmm. to right. develop things to even be able to fuck with 4k at all right. otherwise it was just yeah you got a 4k tv nothing's compatible but you got right. it and so it was that for a while, and then the prices went down to what TVs used to cost in the 90s, which was great. So you had this access to technology and things that can push it so that you can fully realize yeah. its potential. But with AK, I'm like, someday. But, man, I think that with something like that right, can eventually become superfluous because we Absolutely. don't have the perceptive powers of our own ohos. Our own eyeballs can't perceive that for sure. And companies are going to do a cost benefit, right? We're, we're not cyberpunk 2077 yet, maybe in 2077. Close. And and so I was kind of like, um, we were all discussing while we were playing Apex. We were like, I think the companies are going to get to a point to where it's going to be cost like prohibitive to be. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's not even worth spending all of that money in R and R and D to develop something for humans who can't see it. <laughs> and well, it's going to be I mean, expensive too. I mean, I, I I don't know about you, but like I'm like who cares? I, I've I've been gaming since I was what six, seven, yeah. something like that. I was a baby, and I started with the original Xbox, and I kept going, and then I got a PlayStation, and then I, you know, built a gaming computer when I uh, kind of towards the end of high school, beginning of college, um, and. Uh, you know, I'm a gamer through and through, and I think I always will be. And I, th- and you too. I mean, we all will be. But I think what's really interesting is like that technology that's in gaming is developing so fast that it's actually trickling over into kind of everybody else. So, like, for example, I've had a, a home setup and a, and a, and you know, kind of a, a work from home esque desk, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For myself. And you have your little station with, you know, all your stuff, you know what I mean? And like I think I think what's interesting to see is like that technology is starting to trickle through different areas. And it's actually really evident in gaming more so now because for example, like I've there was an article and I'll try and find it. There's an article. People, someone was using a PlayStation to host a meeting on their big screen TV because they didn't have like a way to hook up their computer or whatever. So it's interesting. The power of these consoles now are adequate enough where you can use it as like a pseudo gaming desktop, which is kind of dope. Yeah, it is because you don't like you no longer really have to. 
build a whole thing. It's just there. It's Correct. designed. It's already specced out. It's going Correct. to be able to do what you even need to do in the future that you haven't even fully anticipated yet. Right. And, and, and I'm talking about for, for the majority of, of people, I'm not talking about somebody like you or somebody like me. Mm -hmm. Um, the majority of people will have that PlayStation and it will be more than powerful enough to do whatever they want. Somebody like me who is also in IT, that's going to be difficult for me because I not only use my computer for um, gaming, but I also use it for work. So mm -hmm. it's, it's different. Um, but it's interesting. It's interesting to see how powerful these machines are. Um, and you know, for the price of 400 bucks, I mean, you're getting a, you're getting a pretty powerful little machine, even though a lot of people are complaining that it's kind of larger than all the other ones, which it is. Um, but you're getting a beefy specked out, you know, kind of bare bones esque desktop kind of sense. And, and, you know, I guess it circles back to the notion that it doesn't have to be all things to all people. No, absolutely not. Because and I think it's that, like, what do y'all like get a computer to right. do that stuff and then absolutely. play games on your gaming console that also right. has the power <laughs> right. to do other right. things. It's right. an entertainment center. Right. And then circling back to your comment about like the 8K thing is, yeah, I mean, I remember uh, like five, six years ago, you and I had went, gone to Best Buy. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think, I think it was, I think I bought like a, I had replaced a larger TV and you helped me kind of bring it into the house or something like that. And I bought a, I bought a 4k TV yeah, or, or, or something we, like that. We went or, to eyeball some 4ks because I was like, what is this? That's right. Hula Baloo about. Right. I wasn't understanding. I'm like, is there really a difference? And you're like, son, yes. <laughs> right. Well, and now, and now look now, now it's like synonymous and, to your point, 8K is in the next four or five years going to be synonymous as well. And I think what's going to start to happen is you're going to start to see this mesh of like of virtual reality meets like like PS4, PS5 gaming and the sense of like those two technologies will combine and they're already starting to um, in the sense of it will be it will start to be so compact um, in the larger term that you can use it for pretty much anything. I mean, you can, there, there's whole things where you can use VR for work and play the whole, I think the whole Oculus quest thing, that whole uh, system is built off that premise where you can use it for both platforms. Now, something like that right now is not powerful enough to like a PlayStation to throw a K around, but who knows in three, four years, it very well might be. And we all may be looking at no TV, you know, put on a headset type of thing. You know what? Chuck had an interesting notion when we were discussing this last night too. Uh, eventually humans will get to a point possibly like this is just his assertion. With, yeah. Hypothetical. With, who knows? Yeah. Was, and I, I lean on that human component too of, all right, man, this is silly. Like now we're self-aware. All right. Like people who aren't customarily self-aware or self-aware enough, like people have enough of a common sense um, at a base level that, all right, I can't even tell the difference. Uh, 
And then it's like, Chuck said this, he said, what if, and I think that this might be the case. Once we reach that point where we're like, all right, man, we were reflecting on our fondest memories of gaming and it had nothing to do with all of the graphic wizardry from all the systems and the TVs and the systems. And I mean, look at the original PlayStation. We talked about that for a long time was the original PlayStation right? and some of our favorite games. We were playing the jam packs. You know yeah, Medal of Honor, Fusion Frenzy, like all, you know. Spencer, I'm going to pause you right there. This is why we're part of the same tribe. Me, Chuck, and John was just laughing back and forth, throwing out Fusion Frenzy. Uh, that, that game. Oh, my gosh, bro. It was the stupidest thing, but it was so It was addicting. so fun. And we kept doing shit like, get it together. Like that character, he would just go, get it together. We just kept For doing it. No fusion friendly quips and quotes bro like yeah dude it's funny you of all games fusion, yeah, fusion frenzy. frenzy absolutely yes. we played so many countless hours of that right and so to chuck's point he was also saying this he was like all right we're gonna get to a point to where it's like okay i can get an ak thing but i don't have ak eyeballs so it's not gonna really matter and then what people will focus on though are mm-hmm. the features of each build of television set. So instead of it being 8K, it's like, I'm cool with my 4K, but what does it have? So are the blacks amazing? Um, do, 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 and this, and it, um, it'll be like the backlighting array, how that's situated and set up and what works best, what doesn't burn, you know, cause the burn to happen and this and that, what lights and most evenly across the display for the best true to form right. resolution and, um, representation of the world that the developers of the game presented to you or the film, you know, like it's seen as a true whatever is, it is or whatever yeah. it is. Right. It's just, it's accuracy instead of something like a K, you know, well, something, something K is eventually that, I mean, that, that'll cease to matter. Absolutely. And that's, and I com- completely concur. I mean, that's, that's technology in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like, it, look, it, it, who cares about the case? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it will advance, advance and continue to advance to a mm-hmm. point where, everything will be at such a high fidelity that it's almost as if it's you're seeing it through your eyeballs. Now, most people look at 4K and yeah, it looks great and it looks super real, but anything beyond 4K or anything beyond 4K becomes almost pointless is not the word because it's it just the way it's slang TVs. Correct. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's just a marketing ploy is what you're calling it right maybe? well yeah like yeah it's just a, it's, yeah it's a scheme i'm gonna throw a number in the k up there that's higher than four now and they're going right. to flock to these tvs and spend more right. than they need to for a tv right um on uh, on the auspice that their eyes can see some shit that the human really can't it's not really prepared correct. to even proceed correct unless they have two tvs running at the same time right next to each other you still won't be able to perceive it because you're going to look at one thing at a time. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll see the difference. No, you're justifying your purchase. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I think, yes, you're justifying your purchase, but I think even more so, I think a lot of people don't necessarily, or maybe they do. Again, I can't speak for everybody, mm. but I feel like a lot of people tend to, you get 4K, you have, you know, all the 4K platforms, you have the streaming services, you have the 4K games, blah, 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 blah. 
it kind of gets to a point where your your eye can only visually differentiate so many pixels at a given time. Mm-hmm. So in real life speak, that at a certain point, whatever you're watching might as well be directly in front of you, like visually through your eyeballs versus a flat on a flat panel on a TV. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where I think VR comes into play where it becomes an extension of rather than who knows, maybe in, you know, movies moving forward will be interactive movies where you play, you know, uh, uh, you know, maybe not a lead character, but you play a character where you get to feel and see the story through their perspective. You know what I mean? Okay. Like you're just more, 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 exactly more of with the story, but you just in, just in, in there. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're also, you are visually involved in the story as well. I mean, you're living the experience. So for that two hours, rather than sitting in front of a TV, watching a 4k or 8k movie at that point, you are, you know, living the, the movie world, so to speak. Because remember 3d televisions? Yes. Do you remember <laughs> what failure it was? I was at Syracuse um, at the time. And uh, yes, three dimensional television, sir. Yeah, and you had to have glasses and everything. You had to have and glasses. And thousands and thousands of dollars. You had on to these, have like, glasses. Stupid, like these, you know, and you're just like, what the f- They were curving doing? the screens. They were bending them damn screens. You had to wear goggles to watch television. So stupid. You know what, though? All of that gets us here, doesn't it? Yeah. Or, or, us or there's just also, trying shit and failing. There's also, well, and then we had plasma and yeah. like that kind of stuff. But yeah. But it was too. All of it's trial and error reflecty is like look man i can see me and my whole family i'm watching me watching tv <laughs> that's what plasma was right <laughs> it was like let's make it shiny and glossy because it does when you go into a store and you go to buy a tv plasma popped out like ooh, it was shiny because it was literally shiny right you're and like and we didn't oh, realize that awesome. we would end up hating that like damn i hate this shit because i again i can see all of us lined up watching tv watching tv right, right. And I can't even see beyond myself to see what I'm supposed to be seeing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and, and, and I, I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I, I think for me, I think it's really interesting because you tend to hang on one sec. I got to make sure this small little furry human does not eat something and choke on it. Yeah. Hold uh, thought. Puppy stuff. Pause. On, Bailey. Get it. Pause. Pause. You know what? That one deserves a... <laughs> there we go. Pun intended. Nice segue, uh, sound pad. Well done. Heard that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like... I feel like sometimes technology kind of moves too fast for, for society in certain instances. Like, I mean... Even in IT, I mean, it changes daily. And I think what's really hard on my side is like having to explain to, well, like having to explain to my mom that, um, that, you know, technology changes and things change. And, you know, one day an application could visually and aesthetically look one way. And then the next day it updates and it looks totally different. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to explain to someone why it changes. And I think video games and consoles and all of that is exactly the same. 
Um, and I think it's hard. It's, it's just, I don't know. I, it changes so fast all the time, probably even while we're talking to the point where sometimes keeping up is more difficult than just letting it happen. That's a really interesting point, man. Rogan was saying some similar things where we don't know how not to do that because I think that it is no, because we always need to know that we are. Yeah, as humans, um, we we need to know. It's like in our DNA to just continue to improve on things that don't necessarily. Um, everything could use improvement, but there's a difference between it improvement and advancement, right? Where uh, yeah, where people like yeah. just keep moving forward. Oh, I gotta call him back. Um, you know how people keep moving forward, right? Just because they don't know how not to move forward in that kind of way, especially with technology. Right. Technology advancement far outweighs human advancement because right. really we're on the same shit that we were in the 1700s and the Byzantine right. Empire and the, you know what I'm saying? It's like we'd be on the same primal shit, but we have all of this new technology to deal with, and we don't know how to deal with it. You feel me? Um, yeah, and so I, like you were kind of leading in that direction. I feel where it's like absolutely we as humans aren't even prepared to deal with all of the wonders that this technology could offer humanity. Because guess what we do with it? Whenever they make some shit, we take it and turn it into some other shit, and then it's a whole lot of shit storming. There's a whole lot of shit going on, and we use this technology as a supposed to be a tool it's become a weapon yeah like they take and they weaponize it because we're humans and we humans are the ones that keep pushing this tech forward faster we never talk about increasing our own spiritual organic human technology where we just find better ways to think and perceive uh, better ways to understand and discern and to listen instead of just having an idea locked and loaded ready to fire at you regardless of what you got to say or right. You know, we don't, no one's, you know, few people master the art of conversation. People are terrible at that, at, at communicating, like all the fundamentals of humanity. We suck. Right. We're terrible at. Well, and I think, uh, and I we're think supposed to have to deal of, with technology, which absolutely. is complex. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I mean, uh, you you kind of literally hit my job on the head. That's literally my job. My job is to take the complex of technology and be able to explain it back to the general population um, so that they understand it as well. And that's that's even harder in certain aspects from my position as well because it's already complex to me. So if it's complex to somebody like me, how do I how do I break it down and explain it in a finite way where a normal person, a layman, no offense, can go, oh yeah, no, I get it, I understand, and it makes total sense. And because it changes every single day mm-hmm. constantly, it's it's a giant catch-up game all the time and can you ever catch up well and that's that's (laughs) part of it no i mean there are times where you have people like when i worked at a service desk they you know they call you and they go 
uh, outlook isn't working. This isn't functioning, whatever it may be. And most of the time, it's a common issue that most of you, most people can fix. And Or if you're in IT, you go, oh, yeah, I've seen this before, and you fix it. There are other times where, it, to be quite honest, we bullshit. And our response is, you know what? Uh, we'll have to kind of figure it out. Because in our heads, we're going, the fuck happened? What is this? And that that is technology in itself. Because... I'll be honest, the difference between a, a standard IT person, like like the guy that you call at the help desk, mm-hmm. and you, is they know how to Google better than you do. Man, bro, I'm dealing with a whole tech team now for like the last nine days. They have not resolved the issue. Well, and... and but, and, man, they're struggling over there. And I'm... And and I'm not saying, you know, the the senior person is a master Google person or yeah. whatever, but I'm saying that low level, like when you call like tier a tier one, app, right? That tier one person, they're doing they're, what you was doing already. Correct. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're Googling just slightly better than you are, uh-huh. and you know it's normal. I mean, it is what it is. It's um. It's interesting. I I had a while I was working at Lionsgate, I had a phone call where someone called the help desk and they had a they had a situation and I fixed it. And they go, Oh, you must get this all the time. And I said, No, I just Googled it. <laughs> you got because I'm not, I'm not well, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to the person. Like I don't most people go, Oh, IT knows everything. We don't. We really don't. Because it changes so rapidly, our job is to keep up to date as much as we can and Google the rest because there's no way that you can know that the update that Microsoft let, let out a week ago has an issue with some other piece of software that your company works with until that issue comes up. And then you as an IT person kind of have to like figure it out and troubleshoot and know both softwares and go from there. But it's hilarious when people go, oh, you guys know everything. Nah, man. We just Google that shit better than you do. You, you know what's crazy? I kind of have this image in my brain right now because my brain is weird. But um, uh, Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's odd. I'm looking for it. <laughs> talk about I'm thinking of like a building or something, like some kind of edifice that always has the bricks of it falling off of it. The foundation's always crumbling. And so there's like IT's like the construction crew or anyone technically savvy. They spend their existences just trying to keep the house from falling apart versus just like um, building a better house. They just try to maintain the house as it is. Right. Yeah. Right. There's no, there's, there's no fix. It's just more of kind of, we're going to keep it going until it collapses. Yeah. Or, and then they create a new shitty version of a thing. Like it's um, uh, it's it's an updated version, you know, of a thing. And it's in response to all the problems the other thing had. But then right. they have brand new problems because it's a brand new thing. And so they're really, there is no goal. It doesn't seem to be a goal per se in sight no, for technology. Not. It's just, absolutely not. we just got to keep making new stuff. It's well, going to be new. I mean, and 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 I will say, unfortunately because of the coronavirus i mean 
a lot of people have been forced to work remotely and a lot of companies have been forced to adapt and learn how to work remotely and also retrain their staff on how to do certain things. And I think, I think on one hand, the coronavirus expedited the process of working remotely, but I think it was going to happen regardless. I think whether it was the coronavirus or technology just advancing in general, it was going to happen. And something that I think is kind of interesting is that like, it, it it blows my mind personally um, that these the majority of people don't necessarily understand that when you go into an office and you sit down at your desk on your first day or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. All that equipment there, that's probably five, maybe 10 grand worth of equipment, depending on the company. Monitors, keyboard, mouse, blah, 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 chair, desk, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When people work from home, you don't get all that. Why? Because you're working at home. It's your space. The company is not going to provide you a 10 grand worth of stuff for you to be able to work from home. And it's interesting that a lot of my friends and colleagues have this expectation that the company that they work for needs to provide those things. And it's interesting. What? I don't know. I, I... on one hand, I have a setup myself, but it's also because I'm in IT. So I have all those things already. I have a nice chair. I have multiple monitors. I've got all that kind of stuff. But would but you I have think, had that? Had I not, not been? Yeah, that's my question for real, right. for real. So no, I will say no. Okay. And I will agree in the in the sense that as a company, I believe that they should be provided with the basics, the tools, dual to monitor, yeah. <laughs> dual, yeah, dual monitors, keyboard, mouse, um, a base laptop, and a docking station. Right, mm-hmm. the equipment side of IT. But we got, I got, we got people coming and going. Hey, um, I want a thousand dollar Aeron chair. No. <laughs> or, or I want to take this, you know, twenty five hundred dollar curved, you know, um, uh, uh what do you call it? Um, uh, electric motorized desk. You know what though, fam? No. I understand that. I understand taking liberties, but when it comes to lumbar support, a solid desk chair when where you spend hours, no, no, the I, lion's I, share of your I agree. life, I agree. if you're working from home, I, I agree. that's pretty critical. I think that that might be where they should concentrate um, some funds. I agree. Sure, and so to get the best chair at whatever level it's going to be. So my recommendation to most of these entities and organizations that are trying to kind of still determine what they should do is I would say from IT's perspective, um, I'm just going to let that go from IT's perspective. Um, you will, you should supply the, the, the setup. So the monitors, keyboard, mouse, that sort of thing um, document the fact that that, person has it um and then from a pure desk and office chair i i'd give the employees probably an extra thousand bucks and say here go buy you know a simple desk a nice chair that's comfortable for you because you you're 
no company is going to provide you that thousand dollar air on, you know, ergonomic bendy, crazy ass chair. (laughs) That's, that's, that's not happening. I will tell you right now that is not happening. If I was in charge, I'd be like, no, because they, they have thousands of those at the office and they've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and they're not just going to give you (laughs) one of those chairs. How much is a hag? A what? A hog. H-A-A-G. Oh. That run. Because that's super comfortable. It's uh, weird. Oh, man, those, those chairs are probably, oh, I'd say about, about a grand, maybe uh, okay. maybe a little more. So, maybe a little more. Whole yeah, they're okay. about similar. Okay. But I'd, I mean, you can also get a fairly nice, comfortable office chair for two, three hundred bucks. You're not going to get, again, the air on the the super plush the really nice mm. mesh chair unless you're an executive because let's be real an executive gets whatever the fuck they want i know they need that shit the least bro like, they don't even be in there for real no they're they're, they're working from their phone in in you know on the on the uh, on the island somewhere yeah, um some place right but i i get it um drinking mint uh, juleps I don't know what they drink. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's interesting. Hang on. I'm going to get this thing out of her mouth. Absolutely. Listeners, uh, this is a puppy that we're talking about here. <laughs> Bailey. Bailey is adorable. Bailey is a a spaniel doodle kind of designer cool puppy. Just a mixed breed of some some cool, but she's chocolatey. She's like a Hershey's kiss. She's beautiful and lovely. And she's going to be she's, about fourteen to fourteen. Yeah, about fourteen. Pounds. Fourteen, yeah. fifteen pounds. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen pounds. She's yeah, gorgeous. She's a, she's great, great dog. But I love her. Our lives. And as you all know, puppies require the utmost attention, and some of them are attention whores. I think that she wants to be left alone, but you can't leave a puppy alone because puppies do what puppies do. Well, and she's also, I mean, like right now I'm sitting, you know, we're doing an episode right now, which is, it's great. You know, I'm, I'm like you and I haven't done one in a while, but at the same time too, like there's this small little furry creature that's like, yo, pay attention to me. (laughs) Got to keep puppies alive. Yeah. Just keep it from eating Hershey kisses. Shit like that. Bro, so the pre so her predecessor, I don't know if you remember, Sophie ate uh an entire plate of Costco brownies. How does she and, live? And I, I I don't know, but she made it through. Trooper. Um, but I remember I was sitting at my desk playing a I think I was practicing for a Halo tournament or something like that. Mm. And um um <laughs> My mom at the time walks in. I was in, I was like, I think I was in high school. Yeah, because you and I were working at T-Mobile. Mm. Or, or no, I was in college. I was a freshman or something like that. Um, and this dog, this dog comes walking in my room and my mom comes following in going, what the fuck, man? You ate all of the brownies? What, did you start, what, did you scarf them all in your mouth? I looked at her like, what? As, as I had one in my hand going, no, I didn't. I only had one. What do you, what? Come to find out the dog had eaten all of them. And fast forward an hour, half later, the dog 
uh, upchucks at the hospital and the doctor who was cute, mind you, comes out and goes, I have never seen a dog eat so many brownies and puke up so much crap. This dog is probably going to sleep for the next two days. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. This, this dog was so like, we brought this poor thing home and she just looked at me like I fucked up. Now I'm going to ask you this. Yeah, sure. I'm thinking about life. Uh huh. You you tend to do that a lot. You're you're a you're a tinker. Yeah, I do kind of tink. You're a tinker. I do tink. Um, as a dog, if I were a dog. Uh huh. I mean, you are. But go ahead. <laughs> That's cold blooded, fam. Uh, would that happen to be? Could that possibly be when you if if you got your prognosis from your local vet? Right. They're like, hey man, like you got like minutes left okay like you done life is flat <laughs> right who's who who hey who says minutes left hey man you done for real so get your affairs in order fam all right just all right. Sure. and this, so obviously your life flashes before your very eyes is that brownie episode the finest moment of your entire dog life can right? you imagine because you had nothing but kibbles and bits or yukanuba or purina puppy child type shit but on this day, on this day, you had 31 Philadelphia cream cheese swirl brownies. Right. Right. I was ill for a little bit, but I'm telling right. you, it my two days it. of being down was motherfucking worth it. Oh, dude, she, so, so, so she, from that day, I don't think she ever jumped on the kitchen table from the floor ever mm-hmm. because she just kind of went, Hmm. I could, but then I could have that experience of chucking it all up again. And I don't know if I want to do that. Oh, she did a cause benefit. Like right. <laughs> that feeling was terrible. Right. She's like, right. Didn't make it. Like the pros and cons. She's like, well, you know, it was a bucket list move. So you only do bucket listy things. You do bucket list things, but you go down the list. I've already done that part. It's checked off. I've had my brownie fill. Plus, I ate two years worth, all right, nine years worth of brownies, and we don't live that long as dogs to begin with. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It was, it was interesting to me. She, like, this dog was like, man, should I? And you nah. know what happened to Icarus when Icarus got too close to the sun? He's like, hey, man, the well, most high dog yeah. guy told me, like, gave me another chance, brought me back from the brink, right, son. I- I'm going to just take full advantage of the fact that I'm the only dog who can eat 31 brownies and survive. Right. So I'm going to not eat no more brownies. I live forever with the memory and the flavor. Like, Absolutely. I mean, it's <laughs> again, life is all about experiences. Yeah, you're, I, you're I have that now. And no one and, can take that away from me. Yeah. Except and, you know, for like the vet when they have to put and, me down if I try to sit again. Right. Well, and like, and you know, we're going to circle back to the PlayStation fiasco and, you know, all the scalpers and eBay and all the Bro, did you hear like, Pinchot talking about that? Like, I just, yes. I, yeah. The, I, I just, I, the super like, scalper bullshit ass uh, motherfuckers uh, talking about basically their Robin Hood. I'm like, you ain't fucking Robin Hood, fam. Well, and <laughs> we're not making people's lives better. What blows my mind is like, they honestly think people are going to, I mean, okay. PSA people first. Listeners, listen up. Do not. 
buy a PlayStation or Xbox from a scalper because it just perpetuates the bullshit. And everybody else has to deal with the fact that your dumbass went and bought a PlayStation for two or three times the actual cost of the unit. Yes, that's what Chuck and I was talking about. You did listen. Yeah, we were like, bro, like, what? Why are you spending four to five times the amount of the actual value of the thing because you can't wait for a month? It's it's going to be more. Plus, we told everybody in the other podcast, we were like, bro, this is clearly, all they got to do, Sony, oh, they have all of the numbers. All they got to do is build, at least at minimum, the same amount of PS5s as PS4s that exist. That means PS4 people are just looking to get a PS5, build at least that many. How how y'all got shortages like you didn't know? Well, we and didn't realize. I, it, it, no, <laughs> unfortunately, it's it's not the shortage. It's it's the scalpers. Mm-hmm. They have algorithms. They have programs that will go in and and you know, oh, it got updated. Oh, it says there there's more in their stock. Oh, okay, great. One 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 one. Check out. Check out. Check out. Check out. Check out. Mm-hmm. So by the time you go and do it, eight seconds later, they've bought all ten of them. So, listeners, listen up, man. Jot this shit down, please. Stop buying them motherfuckers for two thousand dollars. They cost three to four hundred, or four. And they only cost about a hundred and fifty to make. Just pointing that out. Yeah, man. Stop doing this because guess what? You, it's you who is stealing Christmas, like the Grinch from these childrens. These children. These chill. These childrens. Ought to have a PS5 on Christmas, yeah. but guess what? They can't because you dumbass buy purchasing ass motherfuckers is buying it from scalpers because you can't wait. Right. You know, for, now for these kids have to wait for forever to get a PS5. Exactly. You fucking the game up. These scalpers wouldn't exist if you didn't exist. Well, right. And that's, I mean, that's the whole thing. I mean, I think there was an episode of, um, twit.tv with, uh, with Leo Laporte where they were talking about, that this whole thing where they were talking about scalpers and how the fact that as a society we are impatient and so therefore we perpetuate these scalpers bad behavior by buying the the stuff that they scalped out and are upcharging for when in reality if we didn't do that they'd now be stuck with a shit ton of playstations and have wasted all that money for no reason that's a good point and it's the same kind of concept right Again, human shit, man. Humans are garbage. Remember the concept of, remember the great toilet paper depression and famine of 2020 when this uh, whole pandy uh, first Yeah, I believe I believe I was in uh, March, March, April. Uh, the oh, March. Great, great as soon pandemic. as it went that, yeah, it was in yeah. March. As soon as this shit, as soon as we got put in jail. Everybody got a bidet at that point. Should've. <laughs> we just got, I just got one and I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> How did I not? How did I not have one of these before? Damn, this is crazy. I don't Ooh, need your toilet paper. <laughs> I just have to dry my bottom. Oh, this is. Ooh, this is lovely. That takes one ply to dry your bottom. Exactly. After it gets hosed, it's crazy. Pause. Uh, hose down. Pause. Also, pause. Pause worthy uh-huh. things. That was just said. Anyhow, um, so rant. It's the same kind of concept. So um, people who are famine-minded buy all of the toilet paper, which creates the shortage, which justifies and creates the famine that manufactures it. So people see none on the shelf. 
and they hoard all of the ones that are left because they don't know when they might see some more, even right. though they so, make hella toilet right. paper. That right. creates so the issue. It creates the fear, and then by then their fear becomes reinforces. Oh God, get it now, I won't get it later. And now no one has toilet paper, but if everyone yeah. just per, paper per their mm-hmm. own booties schedule buy the toilet paper at the same rate that they've always bought it when they needed it, there would be no shortages. Well, and then and 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 then what happens? And again, I, I be wrong. I'm not an expert, but again, the, what happens? I'm probably like, wrong about a lot of stuff I've said. Today. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Um, we talking shit. What I mean, I don't know. For me, one of the things that like is interesting on from my perspective is like by by purchasing toilet paper specifically in in that fear state, right? Mm-hmm. And going, oh god, I don't know when it's going to come back, and I'll buy it because I don't know it's the unknown what happens is then the people who normally wouldn't do that are then forced to do that because then they themselves go well shit i don't know well shit exactly right i don't don't know i don't know when the next time i'm going to be able to get toilet paper on a regular schedule because these idiots are buying it in bulk and if they're buying it in bulk i don't know when the next time the next bulk shipment's gonna and it just says it's perpetuate perpetuate but i I can tell you the next time that uh i got a bulk shipment coming in it's gonna be uh, right right on time maybe like 9 30 in the morning you know regularly scheduled duty session and i'm gonna need some paper fam so you're exactly right. Ten o'clock. Yeah, but that's all right. You know. Yeah. So you're, it's it's your 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 pre shower shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah no, shit right. sh- the old triple S, the shit shower and shave. shave. Yep. Shit shower and shave. <laughs> shit shower shave, and if you can throw it in there, sex. Hey man, you gotta throw that in there if it's possible. Absolutely. You know. You know? Uh, yeah, it's like the same concept. Like humans doing that same kind of shit. The famine thinking. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, bro. None of the symptoms involve uncontrollable poopery. <laughs> no. Why well, y'all, why y'all like why are you projecting that you're about to be pooping seventeen times more than usual? Stop it. Well, no, but I think I I I I think I think what it is is I think it's it's I think a lot of people tend to buy it out of the initial fear of the unknown of not knowing, and so that that's where they're purchasing kind of system comes into play of oh i don't know when the next time i'll get it so if i get it now or i have to get it now because i don't know when when in reality it's not going anywhere so if 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 you like Charmin knows that your asshole is going to need toilet paper. Yes. So they're not going to just stop manufacturing motherfucking toilet paper. Mm-hmm. What they're going to do is they're going to manufacture more because they know that your dumbass is buying it in bulk. Why can't they just be scared shitless? <laughs> Bottom team. <laughs> Solve a lot of problems. Oh, God. I know. Um, it's terrible. I don't know, but I just... Look, I I think the pandemic as a whole has changed a lot of different things. I think it's changed buying power of people. I think it's changed how companies function. I think it's changed gaming considerably because, look, you're stuck at home. And if you're unemployed because of this to no fault of your own, what are you going to do? Well, you have literally 
four options. Find another job, get lucky. Sit on unemployment because you can't find another job and you ain't that lucky. Get high or smoke video games. And I'm pretty sure the the last two are combined in some capacity. Oh, for sure, sir. And so I'm not like, I look, I, I get it. I mean, a lot of these people who are stuck at home who, you know, either are waiting for to go back to work or, or whatever it may be, um, are trying to figure out what their next move is. And in the meantime, while you're waiting for, you know, that next, the follow-up interview or the next phone call or whatever, what are you going to do? You're going to play a video game or play cyberpunk or whatever, you know, and I'm just going to roll into this uh, transition here. Cyberpunk needs more work. I've been told. Yeah. Chuck says that it's amazing. It's great. It's visually like it's dope, great. but it needs work. But it's just, you know, it's, it's not the early batch. Yeah. Although. What kind of work? Like, um, you say, is it glitchy? Because I, I watched the review. It's, you might have sent, no, Chuck sent me um, a review. It's not. It's from it's, IGN. And they were like, yeah, it's super glitchy, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are glitches in, in you know here and there in, in any AAA title. I mean, it's bound yes. to happen. Um, but I think at least what I've seen on stream and on other people's stream is kind of it's it's almost like they tried too hard to make it too dope, hmm. and then ended up with a product that is about par with what current AAA games may be at the start of this year were. Do you, so, so, well, okay, so you remember like Red Dead Redemption 2, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, that game is fantastic. It's great. The problem, though, is, is that it's, it's not... When you bought that game, most people knew what they were getting, right? Oh, yeah. Right? You knew what you were getting into. Kind With of. Oh, yeah. I, I guess they saw the trailers and stuff, but then their mind yeah. got blown away anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So it's that, what it what I call it is it's the hype train. It's people get so obsessed with how dope this will look or potentially could be and then they get the game and it's about par with what they're currently playing meaning that there's nothing existential that's gonna that you're gonna turn on the game and go holy shit that is dope Mm -hmm. you're gonna go huh that's cool moving on okay what do you think was there you kind of alluding to it like yeah it's dope anyways or like ooh, ooh shiny ooh pretty what do you think was there they were hoping for what, by which to pitch the game and to sell it? Like, was it the world? Because I think that when Chuck I, was trying to break it down to me, it was about the world and how it was all I think, immersive. I think, yes, I think I agree. I think that they were trying to create an environment that the character was developed by the person playing that the world was ever changing by the actions of the of the person by the player like fable correct and i think that what happened was they again they hyped up 
all of this crazy stuff come to find out so far again they could update it they could whatever who knows so far the game has be the game is very kind of it's it's the story of v it's this character it's going through this plot line and mm-hmm. yeah you can you know if you pick this uh uh, response to this character you open up this miss- mission but not this mission kind of stuff but from what I've played so far um, there's not there's not anything that stopped me from turning it off okay how many and hours that, in are you uh, about eight okay so I will say that that it's it is fun it's a, it is a good game mm-hmm. but i think just like i said and this is notorious in a lot of games you get the hype train so crazed and the end product is just falls short of that amazing hype train you know and the that, opposite is go ahead, go ahead well and then there are games like i'm going to tell you like this the game that i texted you about which was immortals phoenix rising it is on all platforms it totally rips and takes from zelda breath of the wild if you've ever played that mm-hmm. um or any of the other like zelda-esque type games um and it it is very kind of you go to the dungeon, complete the puzzle, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, you get the upgrade, you, you, um, you have your wings, you can boost, you can get your mount, you can change your mount, you can get it, all that kind of stuff, right? But that game to me is more addicting because I feel... It may not be as flashy, but it's much more polished. And it may not be as, how do I say, intense, as directive, as as um, kind of um, overarching, meaning it's kind of very straightforward. It's very like, okay, go quest A, B, C, D, blah, 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 all the way till the end. And you've got your side quest, but there's nothing... Um, it's not trying to do anything that it hasn't already been done, but it's done well. And so because it's done well, it's fun. Versus you have these other games that, and it's not just cyberpunk. You have these other games that are trying to do crazy dope new things. And it just doesn't work as well as they initially thought. And so you get it home and you go, uh, oh, okay. You know what? You raise an interesting point about this hype beasting, which happens in shoes, all marketing. In fashion, right? So it's kind of like a, a it's kind of like a ten pole film. It's like a ten pole movie, right? Those tend not to be the greatest things, the greatest artistic expressions or endeavors ever, but they cost the most to make. And so, guess what? Damn it, you about to hear a lot about it because we got to sell this bitch to get our money back, right? Um, Cyberpunk could be another one of those things. I mean, they even threw like Keanu Reeves and that bitch to sell this. You know what I'm saying? Right. As, as the guy. So right. you have that going on. And don't get me wrong. So, that storyline's dope. Like it's cool. Absolutely. Um, 
You know, and I'm oh, like, Keanu, like, that's my boy, but I'm just talking about the concept. Right. Now that you bring that to my attention, I'm just trying to make sense of how it could fall short versus a game like, you know what I'm going to mention, kid? Ghost of Tsushima, I did mm-hmm. not, I, I hadn't heard a peep about until well, I, my brothers were playing it and could not stop talking about it ever. Yeah, we would not shut up. No one would shut up in our lives about it, and we had to all buy it and get it and play it. And, and now, now it's all shut up about it. And, and we never shut up about it. I'm still talking about it right now, listenership, on this pod, way after it's been dropped and released. Right. And they X plus one that shit made it multiplayer. So right. there's Which no was, end was, to the replay value of this game. Like there's no end to its replay value. Yep. Like they do like they did so much for us and it was so innovative in the way that yep. they incorporated all things. Like you have some elements of Prince of Persia, do 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 do. Like it's just beautiful. You know right. what I'm saying? And like just beautiful the 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 uh, combat system and everything is so polished. So they do the fundamental things Very so well. incredibly well. The right. world they created was so immersive and massive, but immersive. Right. And they right. They weren't doing too much. Everything, like, even to the blood splatter. Like, we're looking at just the fine-tuning of things. Like, the glint of the blade, the blood splatter going in the direction of the slice. Right. You know, and right. peppering the ground. I'm looking at shit like that. Right. And it, it, it's just beautiful how the right. armors were designed. All right. of that. It's just lovely. Right. The way that they move. And and again, I'm, I think that that kind of wraps. And I had no hypebeast machine behind it at all. No, well, it did. It but stood not, on its own, and that's why we began to hype the game up because we had experienced it already. We're like, well, we're another world. I think I. All right, I'm just gonna ignore that. Um, I think, I think for he's, me, he's talking about his dog. Not question, not questionable things I may have said. <laughs> I think, I think for me, I think what what's really interesting is, um. I think a lot of the times people, how do I say this? Most games, when they come out, you, the kind of, it's the expectation of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put this game out. Hopefully it's great. And, you know, we'll see what happens type of deal. Right. Most of the time. However, uh, really? Okay. Well, this is Bailey on the pod, apparently. Yo, Bailey, what's happening, fam? Uh, quiet your ass down dog is literally <laughs> barking at I don't even know what she's barking at she whatever nothing she don't know um focus you no know, I'm getting her to focus um right this is to everyone no. <laughs> um so anyway it's just it's I think I think a lot of times I think games, technology, all of it kind of changes, evolves, moves around so rapidly that I think a lot of people get lost. And I think what's really interesting, at least from my perspective, is the games in particular, you could have a AAA game that is absolutely garbage. And then you could have one that nobody really kind of saw coming and maybe there was some marketing here and there and that kind of stuff, but is absolutely fantastic, like Ghost of Tsushima. 
And I think, I think that says a lot. I think, I think most of the time you don't need the crazy marketing. And I think from my gaming experience, at least most of the time when there is crazy ass marketing, the game generally sucks. That's what movies too. It's like, man, I've heard too much about this, man. This is about to be trash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Very rarely have, have you heard so many things about a thing and that thing ends up being the thing of all things. You're like, damn, when I know, I kind of feel as though once they saw the dailies or once they saw the final cut and like, this is, this was just it. No revisions, no nothing. This is it. This is what's hitting the streets. Then they were like, um, or they ran it by the focus groups and it, it didn't do well or test well. Well, we done spent 300 million on this fucker. So we right. have to really, we, we got to really focus on Friday night. We got to focus on opening night. We got to make as much money as we possibly can because we know that this shit is booty cheeks already. We know this, but we got to dupe hella people. We got a lot of people to dupe. So we need to really go ham on this advertising budget and put this shit everywhere and lead people to believe that it is a thing to be talked about. So they manufactured the conversation instead of it being a thing that ought to be talked about and remarked about per someone seeing and going, Hey man, you got to see this word of mouth. And so I think it's the same kind of way. Like what a game you touched on an interesting point when you talked about getting lost. And I know that a lot of games like they, we got all of the backing, all of the funds. This game is going to have all of the bells and whistles and cool things um, and cool storylines and this and that. And people really forget how to make a game. Like, again, Spencer, we were talking about Fusion Frenzy because they knew how to make a beautifully fun game. Like Rocket League, people go crazy over that because at the core of it, it's a fun game to play. We don't care about the graphics for real unless we're splitting hairs and eventually that becomes a thing that we care about, you know, or it's just another point of um, a point of um, observation. It's like, oh, the graphics also look very nice. 2001 is when that game came out, just for your reference. Wow. 20, no, 19 years ago. 19 years ago, almost 20. But it's all in addition to, like the graphics and shit like that, that's all in addition to it being a great game and fun game to play. I mean, I still think fondly of Karapa the Rapper. I think about Dark Cloud 2. I think about, right, we still talk about Final Fantasy. Listeners, we are tending to the puppy. Where's the puppy? Where's Bailey? What are you doing, Bailey? Where you at, Bailey? We're going Bailey hunting. <laughs> In the meantime. Somebody get that dog. I got the dog and, you know, she's just, I don't know, whatever. Just being a baby. Just being a baby and she probably wants to go out and, you know, the usual. Yeah. Um, you know what? We're going to, uh, you take Bailey outside. Okay. And uh, we'll close this one out for now. I mean, you're going to be back. Yeah, I'll be back. You know what I'm saying? What are your socials that you don't socialize on? <laughs> wow, that that's hurtful. Ooh. Hey, that was just a matter of that. And, that is accurate and hurtful. I, hey, I don't um, go crazy on there either. I mean, it's not a big deal. I'm just trying to send the people so, to your place, man. Um, I do, or I am uh, starting to restream. Uh, thanks to Stream Elements. Shout out to them uh, yes. on 
um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, that schedule will probably change. Mm-hmm. Um, that is on twitch.tv slash ventrilo wins. Um, you have me on Instagram, which is uh, at ventrilo wins as well. How do you spell that? Um, V-E-N-T-R-I-L-L-O-W-I-N-Z, all one word. Um, that's it, man. I mean, I'm, I'm normally only on those two. Um, other than that, rocking my side business and doing the usual, man. When do you normally stream? Uh, normally I stream on um, sat- uh, Friday night and Saturday night. And if y'all subscribe, you will know when he streams. So he doesn't have yes. to necessarily adhere. That, that, is, that is very, very true. Um, although, uh, given the state of Twitch, which we can talk about uh, in our next episode, which we will. Because Bailey has uh, run out of patience. Because Bailey has run out of patience. Absolutely. Um, the state of Twitch uh, is changing, and there might be um, a mass exodus to YouTube uh, gaming. Oh, shit. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but in the meanwhile, um, we're going to kind of see what happens with stream elements and go from there. And uh, yeah, man. And then I'll add Ventrilo wins uh, Spencer's information in the description below. And you can follow directly that way whenever he's streaming. And he is an incredible gamer. I'm telling you, uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, along with his wonderful personality. Again, he's one of one. You're going to hear plenty. So subscribe. Yeah, click the button or whatever the shit is that you got to do on these things when the stuff is happening and uh, subscribe that way the notifications you'll be notified whenever you're streaming and doing this stuff Thizzle fam and we love y'all and I am Monkey D. Trevanti on IG I'm Monkey D. Trevanti on Twitter I'm Monkey D. Trevanti on the other shit Twitch as well subscribe that way you know when I'm streaming because we about to get it going here in 2021. It's about to be nuts. And you can holler at me about whatever on uh, IG because that's where I am mostly when I am on the socials. I don't really socialize too much on the other ones. Yeah, yeah, same thing with Spence. And you can also holler at me at imeanpod at gmail.com if you have any content to submit or any inquiries of any kind or if you want to know what the fuck this is that I'm about to play for you today. Uh, because you know that the musical taste here is impeccable. You can go from episode to episode and you're like, what is this? Like, what is this? Well, ask. No coke, got the no shows. You hear them guitars? Worldwide worthy. Ventrilla wins. Monkey D. Trevanti. All platforms available. Spence is out. Let's let this ride. To the early morning. So much lean up in my system. I'm forever yawning. I was only 18 when caught a body. I was only 23 when niggas dropped a body. Hanging out with Al. I'm a big body. Yelling, Joey, it ain't nothing like we John Gotti. Pro Club Rock here, my Tommy Box. And again, please leave a sterling five-star review and positive review and a five-star rating on your app of choice, your DSP of choice. Subscribe, share this shit with your friends, your family, your loved ones, anyone you give a shit about. Come on, this is quality content, fam.
Smoke Dizza. Right. Will I be damned? Acquainted with hustlers, few homies scam. She was transporting now my only fans. What is it to do when you lose a mule? Recalibrate your plans, hope she do it too. Crisis, is you going forward? You got the strength to fight this. Saying too much, you eligible for indictments. Do my dirt alone, shit cold deeds is frightening. Same crime, got my main man a three to life bid. Real right slightest suckers getting heavy placements. All of my niggas bang they hood after every statement. Thumbing through this cast so long, the day came and went. Static in the crib, way back, we have cabled in. First class flights and treatment, whatever state I'm in. This ain't no game. This is not a game, fam. Oh my gosh. I love y'all. Monkey D. Gervonta's out. Again, I love you. Much love. Rocking with your tribe. Shout out to y'all. Peace.